Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do you remember when we were friends in the 80s? In the 80s. Do you remember when we was friends back then? It was acceptable then. Those 40 years have gone so fast. Now we're two old cunts making a podcast. Just talking about when we were friends in the 80s. In the 80s. Remembering when we were young in the 80s. You alright? Happy New Year. You alright? I'm all right. Happy New Year. It's, I fucked it up, haven't I? Yeah. You fucking... You, you proper caught me off guard then. <laughs> Should we just do it for old time's sake, you all right? Yeah, I'm all right. You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. I remember my nan thinking it was the funniest thing in the entire world when uh, the opening credits of Dixon of Doc Green used to be the same every... Every week. What do you mean? You know, Dixon the Doc Green, the old yeah. fucking black and white show about yeah. the copper. The opening credits would be the same every week. And uh, it would kind of go to him, and then he'd do that thing. You know, like old coppers used to do, well, he'd dip yep. down on the their knees and go evening all. Yep. And on the Christmas one, he dipped down and went, Merry Christmas. And my name thought that was the funniest thing ever, that it had always been the same, and he'd changed it. <laughs> so I thought I'd introduce an Happy New Year at the last minute, but it's... It hasn't worked like Dixon the Dot Green works on my nan. Well, it, well, it has been an happy new year, and, and we, I mean, we, we're here today to do January nineteen eighty three, a new year. I have to say, I'm impressed with that because I looked at January nineteen eighty two's chart and I thought this looks really fucking familiar, and so I'm like, oh fuck, I got the wrong year. So what? I thought, I oh, know, old silly fucking bollocks. Oh, no, you, you, have panicking. you got Bucks Fizz and a make believe at number one? No, no, no. <laughs> Oh fuck! You, know, you really made, you made me worry then. Um, no, no, I've got uh, I, 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 no, no. I've definitely got eighty three. Yeah, we're, we're, we're all good. Cooking all the gas. Um, well, look, look, look. Before we do anything, look. I'm, I've just pulled up the charts, and uh, I mean, if you look at the charts for January uh, two thousand and twenty three, you're in them. Well, yeah, you know, in in, in the sales chart still. Hanging, hanging on by the fingernails. Well, let's, all right, let, let's cast our mind back a couple of weeks to Christmas. There you are. Well, it was only a week, though, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was all right, wasn't it? Yeah, do you know what? It was, yeah, it was all right, yeah. I, I like being, I could quite get used to being in the charts. Is it, do you reckon it's going to go to your head? <sighs> yeah, probably. Do you reckon the other three cunts are slagging you off? Yeah, all the time. 
I mean, now, now I've got a different cunt bus that I'll travel on. <laughs> I've got my own room in the travel lodge, and the other, them three will have to share a double bed in the other one. Oh, I would not want to be fucking stuck in a double bed with Gel. No, you wouldn't want to be either side of his arse, would you? No. No, I reckon he fidgets a lot in bed as well. Yeah, because like, he don't wash his ass properly, so it's itchy all the time. <laughs> He's scratching it. Lionel Richie all night long, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Um, well, today's episode is brought to you by um, our spot. Oh, no, we ain't got one, have we? No, you fucked it up, didn't you? I didn't fuck it up. You fucked it up with all your fucking rectal bleeding and AIDS. Talk. I was just trying to mix it up a bit. How was I to know? I mean... I think I'm done now offering people an opportunity to sponsor the podcast. I've done a couple of posts about it. Any replies? Well, a few people have just like tagged their mates in it, just going like, oh, fucking hell, have a look at that. You could do that, and I think maybe... Do, do you want think... me to do a little pitch? Yeah, go on then, go for it. Listen, you fucking cunts. Oh, here we go. If you've... <laughs> well, if you've got a business or something that you, you know, want to sponsor the podcast, just fucking sponsor the podcast. Like... Fanny around like some kind of fucking cunt. Just fucking, <laughs> fucking sponsor. If you got, I don't know, like a, what, like a beer or something, it'd be good, wouldn't it? Or like anything. Why haven't you got a WKD? Well, I don't know anyone at WKD. Just fucking ring them up, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably owned by some fat cat brewery. Yeah, you're right. We but just they... want someone like a little tattoo shop, like like Urban. A little like... tattoo shop that you know just don't mind you saying rape. There you go, right? <laughs> Even your pitch ended with exactly the way that our sponsorship ended. <laughs> fucking hell. Like, I mean, yeah, for some reason, if you want to be associated with that kind of level of fucking filth and effing and jeffing, then, uh, yeah, hit us up on the socials. Right. We get good numbers. I know we do. Right. Music, yeah? Yeah. Uh, did you have a good Christmas? It was all right. I've just done a lot of working. I was at clubs, haven't I? Oh, of course, like, yeah. So just fucking looking at young people having a good time. Like Jimmy Savile. No, no he, he was no. looking at young people having the worst time of their life. <laughs> <laughs> he was looking at young people having the best time of his life. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Um, yeah, did, I'll tell you what, I didn't, what I haven't seen yet. Uh, is the Prince Andrew musical. Have you watched that yet? Oh, no, I haven't seen it yet, no. Oh, I thought you would have been straight on that. No, I would I, I would have, but I ain't seen it yet. Yeah, no, I, I see uh, I see on uh, uh, whatever the, the, t- the ITV morning TV show is, whatever it's yeah. called now, uh, they had, like, um, some, like, sort of a comedy uh, writer or, or, or journalist on there. And she was just saying, it, you know, it was really smart and witty and clever with what they'd done. And it had, like, a royal correspondent on there. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, what's that mean, a royal correspondent? It's just some, like, someone like Nicholas Witchell has got his head up the Queen's crack. But that, that is it, isn't it? It's yeah. It's just someone that just fucking... Someone that wants to lick out the Queen but is never going to get to. Yeah. Yeah. Feels privilege. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, and, and he was on there just going, oh, that was disgusting, like, you know, Prince Charles, and he was saying, no, you think, sorry, Prince uh, Andrew, no, and you think, oh, fuck off. Yeah, shut up. Like, I, I hate, I hate morning television shows. Do you know what, this morning... 
Just don't turn the TV on in the morning. There's no reason to have the telly on till after lunchtime. I know. I know. It literally is. Like, when you used to listen to the theme tune to Why Don't You? Yeah. They had it, they had it absolutely now, didn't they? Definitely. Uh, yeah. You just literally see fucking Pip Schofield and fucking, what's her name? Fucking... Willoughby. Fucking Holly How is he still Willoughby. on TV after what he did at that runner? Like, what do you do with that runner? Bum the runner. Bum, bum the runner. Gonna be your summer single. Definitely. <laughs> bum the runner. Bum, bum the runner. <laughs> oh, dear. He's had, don't you heard? He's paying fucking... He's paying PR companies to keep that out of the press. Really? Yeah. Gordon the Gopher could tell a thing or two. They put him on the witness stand. Oh. Mm. Just kept him in the broom cover, didn't he? Yeah. Fisted him occasionally. Right. Should we do uh, the charts? Yeah. Uh, I've gone for uh, the second week of January. Oh, you didn't ask how my Christmas went? Sorry, how was your Christmas? Well, I've just asked about your fucking chart success. I had a Christmas as well. Well, how was that? It was nice, thanks. <laughs> Burnt the pigs in blankets, didn't I? I looked like Weston's cock. <laughs> Thinking about that one on the way round here, was you? Oh, yes. We'll need to show on that in before we do the charts. <laughs> Spot it a mile off. <laughs> oh fucking hell right what you got at number one on your chart you can't hurry love you just have Collins. to wait yeah love don't come easy it's a game of give and take uh i remember like this christmas would have been the christmas i got my first record oh would it yeah now one like come out and yeah the, the first track on the first side of now one is you can't hurry love by collins mm. um he was a laughing collins oh, wasn't he three he, three of him yeah one with jack jacket sleeves rolled up yeah another one in sunglasses like he just was cheeky wasn't he phil he was cheeky wasn't he like oh fucking it's a good cover as well that yeah don't do anything with it no but it's great yeah but i think with a cover version you don't have to do anything with it just don't fuck it up Agreed. Agreed. It's better to not do anything with it than fuck it up. What's the best Phil Collins song? Solo. Yeah. Against All Odds. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, it just is, isn't it? Yeah, it's ace. I did hear Two Arts on the radio the other day. That's all right. Was that... That was fucking Holland Dozier Holland, wasn't it? Or Lamont Dozier wrote it. Really? Yeah, because I heard it on another podcast... I'm not going to bother you. You're going to get all angry and bitter if I mention it. I did not know that. I mean, it sounds so Motan, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a cracker, that. Yeah, it's good, that. Um, anything else you want to add to uh, You Can't Hurry Love at number one? No, like that. I just wish that Collins, like, he just could have crystallised that moment in time when he was still a laugh before, like, he'd become a cunt. What, what point did he become a cunt? 
I don't know, we've tried to pinpoint that before. Was it another day in paradise when you do a song about homelessness and don't donate any of the money to homelessness? Just buy yourself a bigger ass. It's basically like fucking lab baby's business model. Yeah, let it go. He's a sausage roll cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, ain't man, ain't going to be long before he's up in court like Captain Tom's family. Right. <laughs> Uh, it was only a winter's tale. Uh, Just another winter's tale. Uh, I remember really liking that when I was little. Yeah, sad song, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Smacks of, like, bright eyes, doesn't it? It's got, like, it has got a bit of that. Was it actually written by Mark Bat as well? I think it was. I think you're right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh... We spoke about David Essex. I think we 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 finished off the conversation talking about David Essex, where he said he 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 bent someone over the bins around the back of a yeah. somewhere. Yeah, he could wash his fingers with any amount of industrial bleach, and they would still stink of nineteen seventies fanny. Really? Do Come you... off it! What Essex in the seventies? No, I know, but I still think now nah, he could probably get a couple of digits in any kind of fucking old. Old yeah. bird, like definitely, definitely. But like, there's a sheer volume of muffs. Fair enough. He must have been cramming digits in in the 1970s. Well, the out thing the is, back who, of who, the gigs, round by the bins. Who else was there? Cliff. He weren't going near him, was he? No. Like it was down to Essex to pick up the pieces. <laughs> it oh, definitely weren't out. anyone getting fingered at Cliff gigs. No, nah, definitely not. Well, no ladies. Let's, anyway. let's move on to uh, who is it though? Him or Del Boy? Uh, Rene who? and Renata with Save Your Love at number three. We spoke about uh, Rene and Renata. You got them we? at number three? Yeah. And then I got uh, Keith Harris Norville at four. Oh, I got Orville at five. You must have. I bet you done the ninth. The ninth, didn't it you? Of January. Ninth, yeah. 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 As opposed to the one <laughs> in the middle of the month, like we agree. All right. Okay. Uh, Right. What, what oh, else? you got Winter's Tale at number two, then? Yeah. Oh, I was down at six. What you got a two? Uh, down Under by Men at Work, up from seven. <laughs> they had pubes. They did. Oh, yeah, they had a lot of pubes, didn't they? Bush. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, what got what fucking... did you reckon they done for work? Just like road, holding road signs saying stop and go. You reckon it was stuff like that? Definitely. Do, do you know what they call... Uh, you know, like, blokes that wear ivies in Australia? Yeah. I, I found this out when I went to Australia uh, in 2013. Right. Tradies. Tradies? Yeah. That's like, like tradespeople? Yeah. Tradies. Tradies. I love the fact that like, Aussies finish everything with an E's or an O. <laughs> yeah, Dano! Where is the tradies? Because I, I went and bought these... Uh, uh, bought like a, a you know, because obviously you've got to take a big fucking suitcase over there. You can't take too much stuff because I was out yeah. there for a month. So I went and bought some like work shirts, like, you know, like like my Hy-Vee's boiler suit, but just in shirt form. Yeah. And uh, one of the other comedians, one of the Australian comedians came up to me and went, what are you wearing that shirt for, cunt? Everyone's going to think you're a fucking tradie. <laughs> <laughs> But, 
Was he calling you cunt like because he thought you was a cunt? You never know you with Australians. <laughs> you could be their best mate or the worst arsehole in the world, and you're still cunt. <laughs> oh, love it. Because it, it, I'd never thought like men at work made it clear what work what they, they were what their doing. profession was. Because it, with village people, you knew, didn't you? Like, yeah, <clears throat> it was like you just kn- people around the village, wouldn't they? Yeah, but like you know, they all had a role. Yeah, and like whereas I don't know, men at work were doing manual labour. Definitely. Like no, no, like if someone sort of put a suit on to go work, they weren't getting out that fucking two of us alive. Were there they? was no ponzies in men at work. Absolutely not. They were Absolutely just men not. at work. Exactly. <laughs> Some ponzies coming later. Uh, uh, do you know what? This was a great time. If you'd have got the right fucking chart here, you got them at number two with Down Under. Uh, you got Madness at number 10, up from 13 with Our House. Like, I think this was probably prime 1980s bands full of silly blokes mucking about. Now, that's what I call music. Them tracks are on. All three of them tracks are on it. No, hang on. It's not my Madness are on it with something else. I can't feel Madness tracks on it. Sun and the Rain? Or did that come I a was, lot later? I think, no, Sun and the Rain was after our house. Right. Would right, it right. have been House of Fun? No. Oh, I don't know. I'll have a look later. Hmm. Uh, well, you speak about our house, and, and it's something that I don't know if I mentioned last time, but I made a note to talk about houses that we hung around in when we were, like, younger. Did I mention this? No. So, I remember, like, Afferfold, like, who... Basically, was our mate that sort of enabled me to make up the two one. My dad was two one B medical droid. Life. Vicarious, pointless life yeah, through, through your mates. Yep. Dad being someone. Yep. Because uh, his dad was a cameraman on Star Wars, amongst other things, and uh, and so he was away on set, like all over the world. He filmed like Raiders of the Lost Ark, Platoon, Flash Gordon. We used to play guns with the guns in Flash Gordon. That's not a lie. Was Afferfold a Jawa? Yes. No, of course he wasn't, but I told you he was. You told me he was to justify the lie about your dad being too fucking ill. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of still believe that bit. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> no, because they did. They did get the the, the kids of some of the uh, some of the people on right. the shoot in Star Wars ended up being Jawas. So that that you could have carried that lie on. Such Mark. a. Mark, <laughs> such a cunt. Uh, yeah, and I remember like going around his ass, and because like I, I'm, I'm imagining it was because Dad was always away on location filming. Like uh, he had loads of cool shit. He had a drum kit, Did and, he? Like, a motorbike, and like his dad done banger racing. They had like a banger racing car out the front. I remember thinking, I want to go around there. He had a CB radio. And it was like, fucking hell. And the same with, like, Jamie. Like, when he moved to the sticks, it was like, he had horses, motorbikes, go-karts, guns. Like, we'd go over, the, like, over his fields and, like, and shoot each other with air rifles. Where was his dad? No, well, he was just at home. <laughs> like, <laughs> he had a few bob. And, like, and we used to play guns. I remember fucking, we, we used to, it, it sounds so stupid, we get air rifles and, like, and shoot each other. <laughs> and I remember like hiding behind this bit of corrugated iron. Like, it was me and Jamie, and I think I don't know who it was. It was someone and Barham over the other side. Was it Moon? It was probably Moon. And I remember like sticking my head up over this corrugated iron and, and Barham shot me right between the eyes. 
<laughs> my eyes are really close together, so he's a good shot. And I remember like getting up and just like fucking. I wish I had like a pump action because I would have just kept walking forwards doing it. But I had one of them air rifles, we had to stop and like sort of bend down and take yes. one knee and try and snap the barrel over your knee to then put a, and spend ages trying to squeeze his little pellet into it. But yeah, air rifles. Didn't yeah. someone shoot Moon out a tree? Yeah, it was the same day. Yeah. How was it? Jamie did, yeah. It was great. It was Moon, <laughs> wasn't it? Climbed up a tree. Because I think we was just like. <clears throat> Desperate to shoot something, and it was all oh, it's a starling. Like, we didn't shoot anything, we were like, <clears throat> apart from Moon, who got up this tree. And uh, I remember just Jamie shot him at the tree. <laughs> um, but one of the asses that we hung out in together, not that much, but I remember like Pazzy's ass. Yeah, like, I remember thinking, like, they got a few, Bob. Yeah, like you'd go around Pazzy's house, there'd be like a soda stream, and yeah. like, and there'd be like some sort of MS food, and like a box of Cadbury's animals, like yeah. nice stuff that like first people to have a brick built summer house, were they? Yeah, I mean that's living, isn't it? That's living all right. Like <laughs> his old man was a docker though; they were all having it away then, weren't they? Like, what do you mean? Well, just earning a lot of money. Oh right, right uh... from the stuff they took. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember like I remember going around there and just thinking, like, fucking hell, like, yeah, they're, they're doing all right. Yeah, it's a nice bungalow, wasn't it? Yeah, they did have a good bungalow, didn't they? Yeah, they had like a big drive, didn't they? One of them, uh, they had one of them drive round drives. Yeah, drive I mean, not like what on. you see on Poirot, no, but like a little fucking grass verge maybe yeah. like well, a couple of metres across yeah. but you could drive in one side and drive around the other it was basically Southwark if you live in Grays it was fucking powerful but do you remember that they got they got some people to tarmac their drive <laughs> that had come round and knocked right and the people that did the job of tarmacking their drive did they, so they chose that you know like that maroon colour that people yeah. chose in the late 80s yeah uh, with like the little white flecks yeah and because they didn't have enough white flecks, as they discovered to finish the job, what the bloke had done was he went over the shop and crushed up a couple of packs of polos. So, like, on a... <laughs> really? <laughs> when it rained and was hot, they'd get all flies over their drive. <laughs> That's a fucking genius move, though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, he could have just gone round the garden centre, around the corner, and just got some little white bits of gravel from the fish tanks. Could have, would have, should have. Bonnie was only over the road, wasn't it? Yeah. Cut a pack for polos. Exactly. Cheap. Uh, what other songs you got? Story the Blues is uh, is in the top ten. Yep. Um, Pete Wiley was looking good when we see him, wasn't he? We saw him, didn't we? Yeah. At the 80s festival. Yep. Yep. In Ipswich. He uh, did all his hits. How, how many songs did he do? A couple. <laughs> That's all right, no fucking hell. Yeah. I mean, not as many as me, obviously, no. but you know. <laughs> You've had more chart success than Pete Wiley. <sighs> Do you know what? I feel a little bit bad about that. It's sinful. I like that one. Yeah. It's good, that. Story of the Blues. That's, That's right. good, no? He was part of a big scene, wasn't he, in that Liverpool scene? It's very fun. Uh, have you read Julian Cope's books? No, I don't like Look. Julian Cope, do I? Oh, nice. <laughs> I wouldn't read it. I mean, he don't come across as being someone who's not a cunt. I wish but, I would have read that before I emailed him. Yeah, yeah, you might have known. But it's a, it's a really fucking exciting time to be in Liverpool. It just sounds fucking amazing. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, 
Uh, There's lots of good stuff come out of Liverpool. It's a good place, isn't it? Yes, fucking brilliant, Liverpool. Like, I really, really like Liverpool. Uh, what else do you want to talk about? Music? I'm going to read you the top ten. Right, okay, go for it. Uh, number one, Phil Collins. Yeah, cheers. Can't hurry, love. Number two, Men at Work, Down Under. Blokes. Number three, Story of the Blues, Mighty Wall. Number three that got to. Yep. Number four, Electric Avenue, Eddie Grant. Oh, I wouldn't rock down to there. Number five, Orville's song, Keith Harris and Orville. Nonsense about it. <laughs> Move along. <laughs> uh, number six, David Essex, Winter's Tale. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Heartache Avenue by the Masonettes. Yep. Uh, number eight, Stepping Out, Joe Jackson. That's your second best record of all time, isn't it? He's up there. Yeah. Do like do like stepping out by Joe Jackson. Do you? Pref- I mean, obviously, it's not Easy Lover by Collins and Bailey. Oh no! Like, if you had to pick now, what's your favourite out of Stepping Out or Easy Lover? <sighs> stepping out. Hmm. Someone changed. What's your favourite Joe Jackson song? Uh, only know two. No, you know three. Is she really going out of him? Stepping out. Different for girls. Oh, don't you know that it's different for girls? Have you heard that lately? It's really fucking good. Um, I'm going to say that Stepping Out's my least favourite of them three. Oh, really? It, yeah. I mean, it's the most, like, pizzazz. Yeah. Like... Like it, just like the verse. Really like it. that it's different for girls? It's got a seedy sound different for girls. Yeah. It's got a really nice bit of production about it, that. Yeah, but, but is she going out? Is she really is going she out? Really going, going out with him? It's... it's just an anthem, isn't it, for anyone yeah. that's seen someone with a better burden than <laughs> Come on, big fella, we'll be all right. Come on, let's move on. What else you got? Uh, right. Collins, Men at Work, War, Eddie Grant, Keith Harris and Orville, David Essex, Masonettes, right. Joe Jackson, number nine, The Stranglers. Yep. Uh, number ten, Madness. Who's got the biggest cock in the top ten? Uh, Romany Sex Pest, David Essex. No, he ain't. Who no, we're hard rock down to to find it. <laughs> <laughs> right. What you got outside the top ten, then? Friends by Shalimar. How's that go? Uh, what have I got? The theme from E.T., which is obviously a, a big hit film. Watched yeah. it a couple of days ago. Yeah, oh, it was again. on, wasn't it? Yeah, brilliant. I saw a little bit of it, yeah. Really brilliant. Uh, oh, Incantation. Did uh, you cry? Uh, Incantation. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to be a stone-cold cunt to not cry at E.T. It's fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh, it's not good. Um Right. So, I saw a, a thing called, like, uh, some sort of top of the pop thing. It was like one about the 70s, one about the 80s. An incantation were on there. Fuck me. What? What a load of cunts. Like, it we was... talked about them last month, didn't we? This was the song. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> You've got to stop pulling that face when you do that. <laughs> Just blink. <laughs> uh, 
It was uh, a bunch of musos who got in a couple of South Americans just to make it all right. Yeah, I guarantee, to quote you, a couple of them opened the doors of fucking perception and never managed to shut them, and are now <laughs> just fucking wandering around fucking Glastonbury Town still, like, with a fucking pan pipe, just people just go, oh, mate, fuck off. Yeah. Like... Smelly tie-dye teeth. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hundred percent, hundred percent. What else have I got outside? Uh, Mirror Man, Human League. Uh, that was on the way down, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. What's on the way up? Uh, I feel loved by Donna Summer, the Patrick Cowley remix. That's fucking great. What's uh, the Patrick Cowley remix? Really, really good. When I had Mark Moore on the podcast from uh, S Express. S Express. Uh, he chose this, and it was the first time I'd heard that remix of it. It's fucking brilliant. You've got to go some to make that song sound any better. And does it? it, it, it it's up there. So where? Uh, how long ago was I Feel Love? It was only a couple of years ago, wasn't it? I reckon I Feel Love was 78, 79. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I reckon so. Perfect, Matt. Uh, I want to talk about Friends uh, by uh, Shalimar. Uh, I just want to say that it's like it's just about at, like people having friends and, and at that age when we, cause we was 10 now so this is like we've been on the planet 10 years yeah right time to take stock I know and I was just thinking like we were like definitely hanging around there a lot and I was thinking like of all the people that we hung around with we don't really hang around with any of them anymore, do we? And it's weird our friends just come and go, isn't it? And like, and I just think, oh fucking, you're not going to put on pan pipes, are you? <laughs> <laughs> like, but like, well, going back to that point when you was around with all your, you know, your, your schoolmates, because we didn't go to school together. Like, what did you want to? Like, what did you think you was going to do? Like, what did you want to be? I don't think I don't think I ever knew what yeah. I wanted to do or what I was going to be. I yeah. just, I just don't think I ever. 
I ever, I, I really just don't think I ever knew. Like even, even like towards the end of like senior school, you know, like when we were sixteen and stuff. Yeah. And they were saying about choosing your A levels, and like all, I, all I liked was was art. That was the only thing I liked. And I'm mucking about. And muck. <laughs> Mucking about, but like the thing is, is now there's A levels in mucking about, aren't there? But you can't, you couldn't do it at the time. I'd love that to be one of my options. Yeah, interested in mucking about? I please, yeah, yeah, be really good at that. Have you got one for dicking around? (laughs) (laughs) You can't do them both. Uh, What else have I got in the top? What what did you? Well, did you know what you was going to (sighs) be? No, no idea. Did you know in in like senior school and stuff? No, I, I, I never knew what I wanted to be. I just I just knew that like I didn't think I was that good at much, and like, oh, why are you always doing this sob story thing? No, like, but no, the, the little fucking little div kid who. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I weren't like I didn't necessarily get good qualifications. Like you, you was clever. I weren't clever, and it was like. I don't know what I want to do. And it was like most of my mates went to Fords or went up London and got like a city job. And I went to college and I first went to a different college because I thought, oh, I better go and get some proper qualifications because that's what you're told you have to do. And I didn't do very well at that. So I went across the road to become a mechanic. And I'm so glad I did because as much as I'm a qualified mechanic, that was where all the fun happened, wasn't it? Where we started bands properly and fucking... Met our little fucking crew and yeah, hold on, I'm not leaving that hanging in the air as much as I am a qualified mechanic. Like people are going to start emailing in and asking you to diagnose what's wrong with their car. I come round yesterday and then to help you push a Ford Ka up and down your fucking road to get started. I had to take my car to the garage today because uh, my car's not working. Obviously, I can't fix it myself. Uh, and. And I phoned them up and I went, oh, have you done the analytics on it? And she went, yeah, yeah. Uh, she went, it's, uh, she, I don't know if this will mean anything to you, but it's the blah, 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 blah. I went, yeah, of course I know what that is. And she went, really? I went, no, <laughs> no fucking idea. And I said, oh, no, anything. It's like, look, cut the chase. How much is it going to be? And she went, 70 quid. I went, fucking brilliant. Don't you just think, like, you never get anything done to your car for 70 quid, do you? No, uh, do you know what? Can't we get Crammy Garage to sponsor this podcast because like they haven't raped me either like oh, really yeah like yeah shout out what are they called cram cramerville no r and rgm r rmt oh no that's mick lynch isn't it <laughs> yeah anyway. crammy garage crammy garage yeah uh in the top 40 uh else we got kid creole um was he just a a showman? I think people have had a little look at him. What? Yeah, had a little look at what he's up to. What, Kid Creole? Or is he a rapist? Well, he's not a kid, is he? Why is he calling himself a kid? Why is he trying to, like... I don't know, just saying. What do you know do you about him? That he was black, though, wasn't he? Uh, don't get black nonces. Oh, right. That's why Michael Jackson turned himself white, so he could fit himself in the kids. <laughs>
Got anything else in the charts? Uh, I got a game. <laughs> you got... <laughs> <laughs> Is it a good game? Well, we'll find out. It could be a good game or danger games. Inspired by the 1982 <coughs> hit by... Pinkies. By the Pinkies, local band. Uh, so I'm going to throw some uh, some 80s games at you with some 80s celebrities, and I want you to tell me uh, if you think it's a game or a danger game. Musical Bumps with Mr. T. Musical Bumps mm. with Mr. T. Correct. He's a strong fella. Yep. It's a big old unit. Yep. That'd be dangerous to your health. Mm. But he loved his mother. He did. It was a good game. Correct. Uh, Headers and volleys with Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer. Oh, good game! Let's keep it uh, 80s American TV shows. Uh, a game of What's the Time, Mr. Wolf, with John and Punch from Chips. <laughs> Good game. <laughs> okay, uh, last one we got here. Uh, what have we got? Let's have a little look. Uh, Spin the Bottle with Bill Cosby. Films? Uh, how have you done for films? Nothing. Not they, they, not one fucking job. Not even on movie phone. Nothing. Just now. Zero. There was a, a film uh, called Two of a Kind that come out, which was Travolta and John. And it was them, like, the, the first time that they, I think they'd been both back in the room. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember going to the Thames side to see it. Oh, really? I, I think or the state. My mum took me. So what was the premise? Can't remember. Can't remember. Uh... And then there was another film. I did have a look at this. Uh, I, I was I was talking earlier about this, uh, about um, why there's not no films of note. Do you think everybody just looked at the release schedule and thought, we'll just let this E.T. thing play out for a bit? <laughs> Do you think so? Definitely. <laughs> it's got to be, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a film starring O.J. Simpson... Uh, called Cocaine and Blue Eyes. And it's just him looking quite no-nonsense uh, in a suit. I mean, he turned out to be no-nonsense, didn't he? Yeah, he was definitely no-nonsense. Uh, yeah. Did he like the nose bag? I don't know. But that's all I've got on that. And the only other film... Don't we normally start with films? Good job we didn't, because we ain't really got a lot. No, of it would have been a slow start. Uh, there's a film out called Starstruck. Uh, I don't... If it's anything to do... I, we done a school play called Starstruck that I was in. Did, what did you do in Starstruck? I don't what, know. in junior school? No, no, in senior school. We'd done Cinderella and the year before we'd done Starstruck. Uh, and it was just because I'd done drama and it was just like... You was a bit performing artsy, weren't you? At... Why are you saying that? Well, no, because you was in you was in productions. I was, yeah, yeah. I just, you know, I, I felt like I could bring something to the stage. Mm. I was very much like a method actor, like. <laughs> uh, so, what did you do in Starstruck then? I can't remember. Were you just uh, like in the chorus, probably. But then we done Cinderella, and I was an ugly sister, 
And then I've done Showboat and I've done another one on the Thames side. You wouldn't make a nice trans person. So what I was going to go with this was with Starstruck was when have you most been Starstruck? Have you been Starstruck? Yeah. Right, come on in, tell me. The worst example, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, I can't remember, but the worst example was in Edinburgh when, oh. when I met, have I talked about this on the podcast? Where you met police academies, like that's horrible. Larville Jones. You've done sound effects at him, didn't you? Yeah. I know you, and I know that's not what you do. No, I, I was just so starstruck at meeting Larville Jones from Police Academy. He just happened to walk by, and I just stopped him, and I think he was with his missus as well. Oh, don't say it again. It's horrible. I, I, I feel like... I feel like... <laughs> I feel like if someone had told me that you'd done that before I'd ever met you, and someone, oh, this is, this is cunt, I'd be like, oh, cool. And I think... I never want to see him again. If I'd have found out that, that was a lie about 2-1-B medical droid <laughs> before I was 15, <laughs> we wouldn't be here. I'd be do, here doing this podcast with Sid. <laughs> uh, he looked really surprised when I did it as well, like no one's done any of his... Oh, no one has ever done one of his noises at him before. Sake. It was awful. You know, it just hung in the air. Like He had that look of like, why would you do that? You must have people coming up to you and go, oh, wank the dog, and like, surely. Well, yeah, but that's just me, isn't it? Like, it's Larville Jones of Police Academy. Awful. I remember being really excited when we met Fish from Marillion. <laughs> He's a big old lump, wasn't he? He was, wasn't he? He's got some pubes. Fuck yes. Like, yeah. He'd been a good wrestler, Fish. Definitely. Good 80s wrestler. I reckon he would have fitted in the same size costume as Roach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roach could have lent him a leotard, couldn't he? Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, so uh, I remember that. That's how, that day that we met Howard Big Jones. Big fish. Big fish. <laughs> Small pond. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a British film. Starring fish from Marillion. <laughs> fish out of water. <laughs> I bet he's got a backstage documentary <laughs> called that. You reckon? Yeah. He's got a big fucking piece on him, fish. Massive dong. Yeah. Looks just like his head as well. <laughs> it's bold all round his helmet and his shaft. And then just like long straight Whoa, whoa, whoa. We'll get onto this. We've got a game coming up for this round. Don't worry. Uh, when we met Howard Jones. And his name is Derek Dick. Derek Dick, yeah. Uh, I don't know what Fish from Marillion does anymore. Because he was just in Marillion, then he left, then he had a couple of hits as a solo yeah, artist, he was and fish, then he was he just was... in Viz, one of Fish from Marillion. Yeah. Is he back in Marillion? I don't think so. Marillion were one of them first bands to do the old Kickstarter thing, weren't they? Yeah. I only know two Marillion songs. Lavender's Blue and Kaylee. Yeah. I remember Antonio's dad had some Marillion albums. I think there was one on there called Just Another Fuck. I remember Lee putting it on and we was just like, Fish said the F word. Oh, dear. <clears throat> um, yeah, Ka- but- Kaylee was on the, the, you know, the when you work in shops, when I worked in Burton's, Kaylee was on the tape. <laughs> 
yeah. that you heard every fucking day about 40 fucking times. Spoiled I didn't use the mind. Yeah, it did ruin Kaylee a little bit. Uh, was you, the, you was there when we first met Rolf, weren't you? When we met him in Tottenham Court Road. I thought it was around Leicester Square. Leicester Square, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember that blew my mind. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and then obviously the band then met him again in Lakeside. It was such a big fucking thing having a photo. Hey, I got a Rolf Aru joint, like, like drawn by Rolf. Did you? Yeah. You still got it? Yeah. It's all a bit tainted now, isn't it? Yeah. Fucking hell. Um, anyone else you've been starstruck by? Um, Arthur Mallard? No, not really. I, I met the Bee Gees that same day, didn't I? I suppose I was yeah. a bit starstruck meeting the Bee Gees. But, the Bee Gees? But like, they, they was... It weren't like meeting them in the street or bumping into them. Yeah. They come down to the front of the stage and just sign people's stuff, and I yeah. got them to sign me Nitsa Reb t-shirt. I mean, that was probably like, yeah, probably out of everyone, that was the fucking moment that you're like, yeah, it's the BJs. It's the BJs. So I reckon that's the biggest fucking star I've ever seen in in the flesh, like, and actually fucking in, had any kind of interaction with. That's as big as it gets, though, isn't it? The BJs. Who's bigger? I mean. Michael Jackson or Madonna, that top the BGS, yeah. Shoulder to shoulder with your Elton Johns and things like that. It's the fucking BGS. They've wrote more good songs than Elton John. Yeah, I'll, I'll put them. I'll, I'll put the BGS above Elton John. Yeah, yeah. Fucking brilliant band. Uh, again, um, most of the uh, the BGS, apart from Robin, who, whose hair grew back in the early uh, late eighties, that was a miraculous. Yeah, uh, like Wayne Rooney. Like Wayne Rooney and uh, and Elton John, yeah, they grew back after sacrifice. It's fucking incredible. Uh, with that in mind, uh, upstairs, downstairs, yay. Uh, the rules of this game is: uh, I'm going to tell cunt uh, a famous um, 80s celebrity um, who's famously bald upstairs. I want to know what's going on downstairs. Right, Captain Kirk and T.J. Hooker, William Shatner. Famously bald, syrup. What's going on downstairs? Is he? Stop it. Is this a night of revelations for you? It's, he's starting to become that way. Kirk, where's the syrup? Yeah. How is that news? Come on. Well, I never knew that. There you go. I mean, do you, are you suggesting that he wears a toupee around his cockless, almost undetectable? I'm saying nothing. This is down to you. I'm asking you the question. Well, if that's the case, he's got an undetectable syrup that he wears around his cock. It's got like a little circle hole in so that it kind of, he puts wig tape around it and just presses it all around his shaft. Um, yeah, like a, a coconut doormat, just <laughs> nothing to write home about. It's a little bit that sticks onto his bollocks. When they get sweaty, the tape starts to flap a little bit. Like a kind of fake moustache. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I never work with fake moustaches. One end of it always just yeah. flaps up, doesn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Like Kirk's Merkin. <laughs> um, uh, ace uh, guitarist uh, and, uh, and and right-hand man to Bono Vox, The Edge. But The Edge has got a slap head. Come on. He's always wearing a hat. How do you know? <laughs> That's Fucking my favourite rock star, uh, rock profiles that Williams and Lucas done when they'd done Bono and Edge. And it's just like, uh, so, um, so, why do you always wear the hat? Went, what, what hat? 
And he's like, that, that's my hair. And he just kept <laughs> referring to his hat as his hair. Uh, yeah, the edge. Well, I think the edge, in a similar smoke and mirrors kind of thing, yeah. he's got a little hat uh, that he wears over his cock and bollocks. You know, uh, like a bit like a Willy Walmart. Yeah. That looks and matches his hat upstairs, yeah. thus giving the impression that he's got pubes. Right. And when he removes it for sex, what he does, is he does that thing that Hasidic Jews do. He has a sheet that he puts over his whole body so that just his cock pops through and no one ever finds out he hasn't got any pubes. Like a little glory old curtain? Yeah. Wow. Just like a little glory old curtain. That's what they call them if you buy them on eBay. Well, just like living in paradise, let's move on to the next one. Uh, former Van Halen frontman, singer of Jump. Uh, not David Lee Roth. David Lee Roth. He's not a slaphead as well, is he? he is. No, he's got all the air. No, Are he you, hasn't he, got all the air. You're just fucking me up. I've... No, he lost his air literally just after living in paradise. He lived in paradise for too long and his air fell out. Is that what happens if you live in paradise too long? Look at Phil Collins. <laughs> that was just another day, though. Oh, no, but look what happened. Fucking hell. Lee Roth's got a slap head. Yeah. He had that full mane of I blonde, know, healthy know. hair. I know. Yeah. Fucking time is cruel. Well, I haven't seen Lee Roth since then, so I couldn't possibly like, tell. I mean, part- I just remember his pubes. His pubes in like in the heyday. Yeah. Would have looked like a member of Twisted Sister with a great <laughs> big nose. <laughs> All right. Okay. The last one. Um, uh, uh, the innocent man himself, a uh, lover of the uptown girl. Uh, he didn't start the fire. Billy Joel. Well, Billy Joel's cock is much like his face. He's got this little pug nose, like little kind of squashed micro penis helmet, yeah. tiny little shaft. Ooh. He's got some pubes, but he has to trim them back to try and give the appearance that his shaft is longer than it is. Gotcha. But his shaft is less than a centimetre. Wow. So probably all in with his cock, three centimetres absolutely max. And that's why he's no longer with Christy Brinkley. And she, she got together with Chevy Chase, famously. Did she? He just drove past him, turned him on. She was nice, wasn't she? Cool. Yeah, tiny, tiny little cock. Probably, I would say, if he stuck his cock through a glory hole, it would have to be half-inch ply to get any purchase at all. Like, three-quarter-inch ply, he wouldn't even go through. His cock in a mirror looks like Danny DeVito's. They've got the same cock. Wow. Quite clearly, you'd have to be some woman to love him just the way he is. (laughs) Definitely. Him and Danny DeVito would actually be twins. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Television? Yeah, what you got? Uh, right, I've got a few things. It's opening up my thing here, but um, just, just uh, in, before we get on with anything, two shows were launched uh, oh. in, uh, in in January 1983, uh, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna play a little clip of the uh, the theme tunes. And sounds uh, like you've made a little game out of this. No, I haven't made a game, but uh, I just think they're two of the best uh, theme tunes, and. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to know what you think. Shaft for kids? No. Know what this is? 
can I apologise for using the phrase shaft for kids? Hey, for another day. Down the frag rock. That's a great theme tune. I didn't realise it was that funky. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like Fraggle Rock? I fucking love Fraggle Rock. Yeah, I like Fraggle Rock. It's fucking great. Uh, like seeing anything, when you see the Muppet movies and you see Kermit on a bike, it's like when you see Uncle Travelling Matt like wandering around places. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Like I don't like seeing Muppets like out of their comfort zone. Nah. It's 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 very strange. But uh, I fucking love Fraggle Rock. I've got like Billy had a clockwork doozer and it's around my mum's. It's fucking brilliant. Oh really? Yeah. What from back in the day? Yeah, it's fucking great. Does it still work? Yeah. But as much as that's a good theme tune, this show launched, right? Ooh, I'll tell you what. As far as as far as fucking theme tunes go. This is a fucking, this is a bad boy. This is, I'm going to get an advert, I'm sure. It's fucking. Oh, yeah. Your face looks like looks like fucking Steve Vai doing a guitar solo. You're enjoying it that much. Oh, so good. Uh, Do you know what? On on off the beaten track, has anyone ever chosen that as the best intro? It's fucking perfect. Like that little fucking preamble where they describe them. It just gets you all excited, doesn't it? Serious problem at that at the start. Yeah, no, of I remember. Fucking yeah, gig. It was like fucking brilliant. Like, what a fucking cool arms that is. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so the A-Team launch. Can you remember watching the first ever A-Team? I don't know if I remember watching the first ever A-Team, but I remember watching the... I watched the A-Team avidly. It was on a Friday night, and it was like a, a like a sort of pilot movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, and all I remember is that scene where you, you see Mr. T for the first... B.A. Barakas for the first yeah. time, and he's driving the car, and he's got his arm on a seat, and he looks over his shoulder. He's got like, that red top on and dungarees, and you just think, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, fucking hell. He was the oldest bloke in the 80s, wasn't he? Definitely. And, like, and I remember just thinking, fucking hell. And, and I don't think I realised for a couple of years that no one died in the A-team. I remember just <laughs> thinking it was fucking brilliant. And when they'd, like... B.A. would get his, um, his welder out and they'd like just find a couple of dustbin lids and make a tank. Yeah. They'd always just like burst out burst they, a with a fucking, big fucking grill on yeah. the front. Yeah. Oh, fucking brilliant. I loved Murdoch. He made that out of two tuna tins. Exactly. Like, that's how fucking, you know, they're soldiers of fortune. Like, I mean, lo- like, looking back, Murdoch was mentally ill. And, like, without the appropriate care package, perhaps they shouldn't have been springing him from that home. It'd be a different show nowadays. Someone's got to fly the plane. (laughs) In woke times, that'd be a different show. Like I know, you know, with with the, you know, you you can't refer to someone. Their nickname can't be Howling Mad Murdoch anymore, (laughs) can it? No, it'd be like seriously mentally ill Murdoch. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the same, is it? No, like you know, you can't spring someone whilst worrying about their care package. <laughs> oh dear. 
acceptable in the eighties. Well, face handsome though. Oh, he made love. Definitely, he made. He didn't know he could turn it off and on. Like I reckon, a lot of the time he'd just like have someone in his trailer and just be hanging out the back of it. But then sometimes, like he'd put in a good day's work and he'd be like, "Do you know what? I'm going to take her for dinner. I'm going to make love." Yeah, like, yeah. I, th- I think definitely they were the lucky ones. Yeah, if face made love to you, Dirk, rest- Dirk Benedict. It even sounds like dirt box. <laughs> <laughs> he never made love to a dirt box. That was the ones. If you caught him like mid set during the day, he was just going to literally no, bend you one over. In your and, yeah, and that, and that was it. And you, you know, job bend done. one over and cram it in your dirt Benedict. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Right, so I pulled up the TV listings. Whip it uh, out and do it on your face. There was a kids' TV show called Little Big Horn, which I don't want to talk about because that just sounds weird. It's way too sexy for Mate, pre 9 pm, isn't it? Not good. But uh, so the Saturday morning show uh, on ITV was called The Saturday Show. Do you remember that? Did they have Noel Edmonds on? No, that was uh, Swap Shop. Mm like itv so my memories of itv shows was like so this bridged the gap this was like run for two seasons um it's followed this was on after tiswas got cancelled when it would have been i guess before maybe number 73 or something like that and uh hosted by tommy boyd like he fucking he was on number 73 as well yeah he was on everything though wasn't he he was just like he liked a bit like Kids Entertainment, didn't he? Uh, he weren't a nonce, Tommy Boy. No, no, I wasn't saying he was. He ended up on uh, Talk Radio before it before it became Talk Sport. Right. He had a brilliant fucking show on Talk Radio, Tommy Boyd. Like every, this was when I was working for the council, so I'd make a point of just being like in in a minibus or somewhere where I would listen to his show. I listened to his show every fucking day when I worked for the council, and he was not a nonce. Right. Busy at work. <laughs> He's working for the public sector, isn't it? It's just yeah. no one's got any targets. Everyone's just like ambling around aimlessly because yeah. no one has to make any profit and it's all been paid for by the taxpayers. Yeah. The biggest fucking waste of all our money. What, was... what you got in the back of that minibus, mate? A load of youths? No, no, no. Couple of fucking photocopiers, like <laughs> paper no, I'm, cutter. I'm just, uh... just stealing a laminator and going to drive around <laughs> to Tesco, fill up the bus and get all the points on my own club card. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell! Uh, uh, hosted by Tommy Boyd and Isla St Clair. Hmm. She disappeared, didn't she? Did she? What? She actually disappeared? No. But like, because she was uh, game, wasn't she? She was. Uh, she oh, was, she was, wasn't she? She was on. Uh, she was old Brucey's sidekick, wasn't she? Was she um, Larry Grayson's as well? Oh, maybe she was Grayson's and not Brucey's. She was like a bit of an, like a fucking a Scottish sweetheart, wasn't she? Yeah, oh, in the Grogan mould. I think Isla St Clair was a little bit more sort of a bit more of a like librarian. I think you probably have to, you know, wine and dine and not sixty nine. Isla St Clair. Oh, really? Do you reckon Grogan to be upside down before you can say here's your afters?
And that's why I should never be on your podcast. <laughs> that was my first thought. <laughs> oh, I'm going to marry her. Um, <clears throat> right. Then uh, I wanted to talk about The Price is Right, because that was on. Uh, before you go to that, do, do you know um, Children's ITV was actually launched in January uh, 83? I didn't. Yeah. Wow, it feels to me like oh, I thought that was like nineties. Nah, ch- Children's ITV went on Wikipedia. <laughs> Do you know what it was previously known as? Go on, watch it. You think that'd be like the BBC with Savile and Harris? Watch it, watch it. <laughs> <laughs> just, wa- just watch it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Watch it. People don't say that anymore, do they? No. Nah. Oi, watch it. Watch it. <laughs> Everyone's just like, fuck off. <laughs> oh, no. If you don't watch it, mate, I'll be over there. <laughs> Nowadays, if you don't fuck off, mate, yeah. kick you out the fucking ass. All right. Yeah. Hashtag watch it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So uh, your Fripp's Privilege mug? I really like my Fripp's Privilege mug. Good, damn it. Yeah, I'm fucking well pleased with that. It's on my little uh, mantelpiece in the uh, in the bar, isn't it? Yours is up in your in your little uh, up in the shed, yeah. Yeah, looks fucking great. Uh, so the price is right uh, was on, and it made me think of something. And I remember like uh, it it'd be all right on the night, being like this thing that'd be on like, like maybe twice a year. Yeah, and I remember like my mum and dad being like, "Yes," and it'd be yeah. like Dennis Norton, wouldn't he? Norton, 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 Norton. 
And uh, and he'd be there with like, a clipboard going. Yeah, he'd, have, <laughs> he'd have a clipboard. He'd be literally pissing his pants as he introduced uh, each thing. A really bad anecdote. And like, but I remember thinking, oh, brilliant! This is going to be hilarious. Yeah. And all I remember is like once seeing something, and it might even have been on like somehow I got to see like Candid Camera or something like that. But it was the American version of Price is Right. And this woman comes like, and it's like, oh, no, no, come on down. And as she goes running down, her tits fall out her top. <laughs> and like, <laughs> best show ever. And I remember every time it'd be all right on the night, I'd be on. I'd be like, yes. And I'd literally, like, by the end, if it weren't them tits coming down and prices right, I'd be like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> like, I'd just make the whole thing on the off chance that I might just see, like, Leslie from fucking Wisconsin fucking coming down the stairs with a big old fucking Charlie's falling out of her dress. Never saw it again. Is that on YouTube? Must be. Must be. Oh, no, no. I'm doing oh, when no. I get home. <laughs> uh, right, okay. Um, well, um, we can talk about... Uh, well, I mean, the Saturday show, I, I wanted to talk about... Have we ever like, really spoke about like our Saturday routine? I think we might have like a couple of years ago before we started describing snooker players' cocks. <laughs> 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 one in the pink and one in the stink coming up very shortly. <laughs> uh, because we would, we would. I mean, what time would we get up and go? I mean, I remember thinking like we'd watch like whatever the early morning thing would be on a Saturday, and I remember thinking like we went out at ten o'clock. Because I remember like we'd, we'd we'd walk a really surreal way, wouldn't we? We'd, we'd walk right out the way. We, so- we walked the way that we were told to walk down to Grace, which I think my mum concocted through being the least amount of roads to cross. You think so? Yeah. Fucking it was the opposite hell. of the Jimmy Cliff song. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I, do you know what? I've just, I've just fucking remembered, and I suppose this would be around the time, that um, do you remember when we fucking designed the Action Force? Yeah. We'd, so Action Force had just come out, hadn't yeah. it? Had, had that come back, we just sat there fucking drawing and, and we were designing things for action force, weren't we? And we designed like a, 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 a not a jetpack, but like you put it on his back, but it had a propeller above it, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like a kind of heli, whatever we called it. Yeah. And, and we sent it to action force, no, a no, pallet toy. No, but it weren't, it, it was that and um, a skidoo. That's right. The, the fucking, like the snow skidoo. Yeah. And then. We were sat there just... Or, or was I sat there watching... No, we were both fucking sat there watching Saturday morning TV before we went out to meet to go down Grey's. And an advert And an come advert on. come on. We and weren't it, together. We no, were in our own houses, yeah, weren't we? And it had the fucking... The Snow Patrol yeah. with his skidoo. Yeah. And I rung you up, didn't I? Like, have you seen that advert? And it was our fucking yeah. design and they yeah. used it. I think... I rung you and it was engaged because you was ringing me. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Because I remember just thinking, fucking hell, like, this is our thing. And it was just like, I remember being, like, really excited and telling my mum that we was going to, like, I don't, do you know what? If they would have just said, I will send you one, I would have been happy with that. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like we was going to slick our hair back and fucking see him in court, was it? (laughs) They did rip us off. Yeah, do you know what? I found out that Bob Breakin, like, one of the Palator designers does all the rounds at the conventions now, so I'm just going to go and confront him. <laughs> I bet he's really <laughs> He's about 80. <laughs> just fucking <laughs> go straight through the middle of the building on a skidoo and just smash it straight through his cunt face. Well, well no, he's fucking... <laughs> <laughs> 
He apparently, I'm sure we fucking talked about it. He modelled the, you know, like the action man gripping hands. He modelled that on his own hands. That's cool, isn't it? Yeah. So, like, I'm going to get a life-size one of them, just put it over my own hand and just go and smash him in the face. <laughs> go, that's for the skidoo. <laughs> but, yeah, but we would, like, I remember, like, because we were, we were walking to town every weekend, wouldn't we? And we'd go, like, out of the way... And then, like, we'd always sort of try and get so we could go past House of Essex. Where yeah, we, we to see if they had any Star Wars figures. Yeah. But they never always had Star nah. Wars figures, did they? No, nah. it was a proper fucking budget shop, wasn't it? Yeah, but, you know, like, with them little fucking plastic baskets yeah, all on, all on, on like, little, yeah, floor and, and little low-rise mm. shelves. So um, that week they had Zuckus. Made no sense. No, it made no sense, Still did the greatest it? day of my life. Yeah, and, likewise. Uh, and then, um, then we'd just go and buy some chips, wouldn't we? Or soup. Yes, if we wanted a Star Wars figure, we'd have to have soup, wouldn't we? Soup was like 35p and left left with just enough money for a Star Wars figure. It's weird, isn't it? Because we'd, we'd buy that soup, then we'd sit across the road, like just staring through the windows of the library. Yeah. And that's where Paz wrote Bookworm, didn't we? In, <laughs> in the condensation. <laughs> like, that was really offensive. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. And then we'd literally go into Woolworths. John Menzies, and occasionally we go across the railway lines, wouldn't we, and go to the joke shop? Oh, yeah. Like, a joke shop? How good's that? Yeah. Don't get joke shops anymore, do you? No, because everyone who runs them has been done for paedophilia. One in the pink or one in the stink? <laughs> Might as well, aren't we? <laughs> it was over there, like, where the joke shop was, because you had to cross the sort of railway lines and go into, like, the real hood of where we live. And uh, I remember going over there, and it was like, it was dangerous over there, wasn't it? Yeah, across the railway lines was a yeah. different world, wasn't it? And like, it was ducky boy territory, wasn't <laughs> it? I was going to say exactly the same thing. <laughs> and like, and you go over there, and like, that was when I remember that girl walked across the field and just went to me, do you want a sex fight? And I was petrified, but probably had a stiffy, and was just like, no. And I was thinking, what's a sex fight? And nowadays I would say yes, just to see how it panned out. Yeah, Exactly. I was really scared because I was on the wrong side of the tracks. I wonder whether it would be like that, you know, that video that Ross sent you of just that dwarf woman, like, headbutting you in the specific. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's worse about that. Just the the nature of what you've just said or the fact that you went, Ross sent it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. One in the pink or one in the sting. It's uh, it's a simple game. Front bum, back bum. Uh, so I'm going to put to you today some 80s uh, soap stars. Right. Uh, and they're all gentlemen. And I'd like you to tell me whether you think um, they're going to go for the more traditional uh, vaginal front bum sex in the pink. Or... Classic just, intercourse. Classic intercourse. You know where you stand with it. Yeah. Or they're going to be a little bit more maverick, a little bit more naughty, a bit dirty, and they're going to go um, in the stink, a.k.a. the back bum. Anus. Pete Bill. Do you know what? Pete Bill is a little bit were, he's yeah. a little bit way. But he's he, a f- he sold fruit and veg on a market stall. Exactly. It's, it's a banana and a couple of apples, isn't it? Yeah. All day long. Yeah. Um, he's a conventional bloke, though. He's a fanny man, Pete Bill. Okay. Okay. Up the chuff. All right. Uh, 
Grease Monkey Mechanic, uh, Corey's Kevin Webster. Got that big moustache. Pint size. He's not... He's pint size, so he's not going to... His cock is proportionally smaller, so he's not going to be able to get the purchase <laughs> on a traditional fanny. <laughs> there was a lot of fellas had the same tash in the village people, so I'm going arsehole. Oh, okay, okay, right. Uh, Des from Neighbours. Des. Oh, I remember Des, yeah. Daphne passed away. He was a bit lonely. But when Daphne passed away, what he missed most, he missed the companionship and he missed her flange. So he's going to go up a lady's fanny all day long. Fair enough. Fair enough. He's not going to soil her memory by starting to go for the old stovepipe at his time in life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last one. Uh, uh, Leslie Grantham's character, Dirty Den. Well, the clue's in the name. You said it. He was dirty. Yeah. And he proved on the internet he was dirty, like... He was sucking his finger and that into a webcam, wasn't he? He was. He's an arsehole man all day long. Is he? He likes nothing better than to go out of Germany with the army, murder a taxi driver, and then fuck some brass up the arsehole and probably leave her in a ditch. Sport? With a bouquet of daffodils. News? I had something else about um, TV. What have we got? But you never asked me if I got any... Because you don't do any prep. I'll do all the prep. I'll do all the prep that you do. Right, but just without the games. Well, I had something else on TV. Um, BBC's Breakfast Time started. It was the first breakfast show. Was that before TVAM? It said on Wikipedia it was the first breakfast show. But I think TVAM had already started at this point, hadn't it? It must have, because you made me laugh a lot last month by going... <laughs> Yee, <laughs> <laughs> it can't have been road and rap. Well, that was TVAM. That's why he was famous. Yeah. The uh, well, apparently PV, BBC's breakfast time started. Don't think I've searched January nineteen eighty two, do you? Have you? Don't know. I think you might have. I remember TVAM being first. I'm sure. What was BBC One? Was that Selena Scott? It was. Uh, right here we go. BBC's Breakfast Time mixed hard news with accessible features, creating a cosy feel with sofas and bright colours. The presenters typically wore casual clothes instead of formal suits, in contrast to the regular news broadcasts. Frank Boff, mm. Selena Scott <laughs> and Nick Ross anchored the show with regulars such as Rush- Russell Grant and... <laughs> and <laughs> And I and 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 Diana Moran, also known as the Green Goddess, due to the colour of her leotard. That's like. She was like a poor man's Mad Lizzie, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah, but was did Mad Lizzie... Who came first? It was the Green Goddess, wasn't it? Maybe. 
We talked about Frank Boff before. I'm sure you would have. <laughs> what do you want to say about Frank Boff? Do, do you know <laughs> Did he get done? Oh, no, he, he didn't get done. He got caught, didn't he? Is he dead? He's he's only just dead. He only died like uh, November 2020, I think. Right. But so he was a really well-respected kind of, you yeah. know, BBC presenter, public school educated, well-spoken, shirt and, shirt and tie. Something I'd have an open neck shirt on breakfast time because they like a more relaxed feel. Yeah. Creates a cosy atmosphere. Yeah. So five... <laughs> some coloured sofas. Five years later, after this... So here he is, fronting BBC's flagship breakfast time. Five years later, he's pictured in a dungeon... In a lady's basque, cock sticking out the side, clamp on the end of his cock, jump leads going to a car battery, whilst David Rappaport and one of the midgets from Willy Wonka in the nude kick him in the nuts. How much of that have you just made up? About a third. (laughs) (laughs) I remember he, he was too sexy for his own good, wasn't he? Just very sexy man, and it all unraveled for him, didn't it? It, it? it was his downfall in a lot of ways, like Michael Hutchins. Some people are just too sexy, aren't they? They are. Who's the other pedo, Dilbo or Cliff? Sport? Uh, oh, you got got any events? Uh, <clears throat> there weren't a lot. I've got an event. Oh, what you got? 31st January. Uh, seatbelt use for drivers and front seat passengers becomes mandatory. Do you remember that? Yeah. Uh, do you know what? I remember just like so many are like, Dad, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but they were all the same people who said, well, I drive better when I'm pissed. <laughs> like my dad. <laughs> yeah. I reckon there was a load of, hey, fucking wearing that that went straight through a windscreen many yeah. times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I found this fucking... Uh, do you know what? I remember being at a New Year's Eve party. So this would have been New Year's Eve 40 years ago, like 1982, going into 1983, right. and the posters being up, down the gas ball club, yeah. and um, the posters being up saying, this comes into force on New Year, and, yeah. and you know, and, and the clunk click and that. But I, I was having a little Google down, there's all the fucking clunk click adverts with Jimmy Savile. Have you seen them? No. There's one where he's, like, sat by the hospital bed of this bloke who's gone through the windscreen. And this bloke's just fucking laying there with Jimmy going to him, oh, I bet you wish you'd put your seatbelts on, don't you? Like this. And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) He's got, like, just all this fucking dents in his head and that. Well, he just, like, blink him, like, fucking, what do you call it? What's the fucking stuff you do with him? Beep, 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 SOS. <laughs> Just trying to blink a wall in. Yeah. yeah. Please keep him away from me. <laughs> he popped in to see me at 3 a.m. Um, uh, Eurith Mix released their breakthrough second studio album, Sweet Dreams Are Made of This. Oh, uh, did they? On uh, January the 4th. Um, There's a picture of Dave Stewart here. He's not got a likeable face, has he? Um, Margaret Thatcher visits the Falkland Islands. <laughs> Bet they were pleased to see her. Not half. Cracked uh, up the corned beef for her. Uh, bully beef. Uh, what else we got? Uh, they tried to ban boxing, citing Muhammad Ali's deteriorating condition. Shame, isn't it? Like, what, what happened to Muhammad Ali? Well, no, you know, that was Parkinson's, but uh, I don't know if it was 
brought on by. Being smashed around the head repeatedly. Possibly. Although he, he probably dodged it more than most, didn't he? Exactly, exactly. Uh, uh, American Music Awards, um, Living Newton John got a big win. Don't know what that would have been for. I suppose, would that have been Greece come out the year before? No, Greece no, came out in 78. She wouldn't have won an award for Let's Get Physical, surely. Xanadu? Yeah, was it Xanadu? Yeah. No, that was like 1980, wasn't it? Not sure. Not sure. Uh, American Tidy Gangster. Muff. Uh, rest in peace, uh, <laughs> Olivia and John. Uh, I think Cliff pretend to be interested in her for a while. Uh, yeah, there was rumours. Rumours. A couple of sweethearts, weren't they? Like, boy next door, girl next door. Uh, uh, Bjorn Morg announced his retirement at 26. Did he? Five times Wimbledon champion. What'd he do? Go and open a pub? Uh, <laughs> 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 he was fucking called Beyond Ball, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, wore fucking proper cool sweatbands. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, Dan, uh, Dan Under hits number one. Uh, all the Golden Globes. E.T. clears up. Other wins for uh, Ben Kingsley. Would have been Gandhi, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, Oh, Have right. you seen oh. that yet? Gandhi? Yeah. Nah. Racist. Uh, in an effort to reduce driving deaths, a new law in the UK requires drivers and front seat passengers to wear seat belts. It weren't in the back, was it? No. Well, uh, I forgot about that. You had to wear your seat belt in the pink, but not in the stink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, in the back didn't come until like the 90s or something, did it? Something like that, wasn't it? I've got to be honest, I still don't wear them in the back. Nah, like, well, don't need to, do you? Ah, fuck it. Not safe without it. Absolutely. Uh, right. Well, look, we've got some. We got some. Um... There's no alarms in the back, is there? No, no. Gavis can't see in there either. Uh, right. So, I'm um, going to finish on news with uh, a bit of pants on nonce. Yeah. And then we've got a little bit of sport to do. Do you have any sport? Yeah. Oh, great. Um, right. So, pants on nonce. Uh, I think you know we don't need to explain this one. Uh, first up. Um, you should explain it. We might have a new listener. It does what it says on the tin. I, I mention uh, a variety of um, 80s celebrities uh, to cunt, and he has to tell me uh, what he thinks uh, they are. Midieu. I don't think that you could come up with one celebrity that you haven't come up with already at some point in the last eight months or whatever of doing ponce or nonce. Midieu. I'm going to play along like I've never mentioned Midieu before. Thanks, mate. Midieu. <laughs> See, when I think of Midieu, I think of him in like that classic Ultravox time of yeah. Uh, Vienna. Yeah. So. He's got that long coat on, hasn't he? He's got that long coat on. Yeah. That little tash. Yeah. He's just hanging around in black and white, yeah. isn't he? Wandering around Vienna. Just yeah. Like, what's, he, what's he doing? Yeah. Who's he looking for? Yeah, why are you looking all old-fashioned? Yeah. Who are you waiting for? Yeah. But then again, it was of the time, wasn't it? The new romantic era, Ponce. Yeah. I don't think he was going to do anything. The feeling had gone. Yeah. Um, Mancunian uh, front person of... Um... I can't hear front without thinking bottom. <laughs> <laughs> C. 
singer from uh, Mancunian uh, legends, the Smiths, Morrissey. Mm, Morrissey. Hung around outside Sulphur Boys Club when he was in his 20s. In a cardi. <laughs> what are you doing, mate? I mind you, with that quiff and that fay manner. Ponce. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 80s uh, songsmith Lloyd Cole. Perfect skin. A teenager's bollocks. <laughs> that would cause a commotion <laughs> but no it was just the time Ponce oh ok uh, last one uh, the bloke with a beard from Godly and Cream makes me want to cry Sport um, so uh, January 1983 Farrah Carrier's running club reopened um, I like Godly and Cream. Um, I keep picturing him with a little boy's cock and bollocks under his thumb. Ferret <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harrier's running club reopened uh, in January 1983. Uh, new member, Tilbury-based uh, athlete, Lee Antonio, uh, desperate to uh, redeem himself in uh, the... Uh, September 1983 Sports Day after coming last in... Uh, in You're uh, determined to carry on this vendetta, <laughs> aren't you? Um, you know it upsets one person enough to make up for everyone else going, like, why is he carrying this on? <laughs> uh, right, I looked at UK Sport and all there was in January was uh, snooker and darts. There's a lot of snooker though, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of arrows going on at the moment. Like, it's all yeah. happening at the Alley Pally, isn't it? Um, what sport? I mean, they're, they're both fucking sports for fellas, aren't they? Well, the snooker, 1983 Benson and Edgy's Masters, is sponsored by fags. Yeah. Could it be any more manly than that? No. So, like, basically, play this, you might get cancer, but fuck it. None of them wore seatbelts going to matches. God, no. No chance. Did, did you look at the snooker results? No. The, so there was two snooker competitions. There was the Benson Edges Masters, and then there was like the 1983 Larder Classic. What, sponsored by the motor? Larder, yeah. Not not by the room in your house where you keep food. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, in the second one... Um, Fuck's sake, honestly. Uh, yeah, yeah, there was fucking um, Fulburn, yeah. Werbenick, Stevens. Kirk Stevens had it off a lot. Definitely. Cliff Thulburn's moustache. I can't help but think he made love. Oh, I don't know. I, I can imagine. He was quite a kind of stiff, uptight bloke, though, Cliff Fulburn. I can imagine. I don't, I don't know if he did make love. I think he was purely monogamous with his wife. He'd never cheat when he went away on these tournaments. And then he would go home and he would just munch on his wife's rug and get all fanny batter in that little neat moustache of his. But the other two, I can imagine Stevens 
he was good looking, Stevens, yeah, wasn't he? Very yeah. clean cut, very smooth faced, and then he had that long hair as yeah. well, didn't he? Like yeah. from the back, he could be mistaken for a woman, and. You had Werbenick, who was the opposite when he yeah. was like grizzly and had that big yeah. tash. He'd be drinking and smoking all the time. I can imagine they share a room, Stevens in one single bed, Werbenick in the other. Werbenick wakes up in a kind of pissed haze halfway through the night and he looks over and he sees like that long hair in the kind of pink nylon duvet that you would have had mm. in the early 80s and he's like confused. And he just goes over and just like pins Stevens down, and like he's a bit drunk and he stinks of fags, and just like pops the brown. He pops a difficult brown. <laughs> <laughs> Putting it, Stevens ain't sharing with him again, is he? No, nah, no. Nah. He's back in with Fulburn. Yeah, of course he is. You know, you're having a good night's sleep now. Yeah. He's that boring, Fulburn. What sport do you think you need the most pubes for? Hammer throwing. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> do you learn that by like just losing your rag on sight? Fuck <laughs> God, gosh, you cat up. Just fucking launching a fucking club hammer across the site. I think in the 70s there were like Olympic talent spotters all around building sites just waiting for some fucking big fat geezer to lose his rag. <laughs> the full fucking talent scout. That's how they found capes, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. He was a hog carrier. <laughs> <laughs> Just lost lost his rag and bent a scaffold tube round his neck. <laughs> no, that was it, wasn't it? He lost his boat lost his boot in the mud and got a fucking boot in. <laughs> oh, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah, ammo throwing. It's like you're never gonna learn that in PE, are you? No. How fucking good would that have been? You should though. Absolutely. They've got loads of hammers in like the fucking woodwork rooms and that. Yeah. Just give everyone a club hammer, send yeah. them out on the field and see who can lob it the furthest. Definitely. Imagine that. You fucking... You, it, I reckon if I'm out hammering in a fucking a six-inch nail with a, with a lump hammer and I miss and I hit me thumb, I reckon I can shout mother's cunt and launch a fucking club hammer 50 metres. Definitely. That's the loudest I've ever shouted cunt. <laughs> was when I was building my shed up the end of the garden. You know, like, it's just going dark and you're just putting, like, the last nail in. Yeah. And, like, just fucking, I hit my thumb. I reckon everyone up my street heard it. Cunt! <laughs> and it goes, like, you know, on the cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet everyone down that mastery just heard that. <laughs> Which is great seeing as it's five past 11 at night. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, there was a bit of skiing going on in Europe. Oh, was there? Yeah. I mean, I know snow cool. spray and stuff like that's a sore subject for you. Um, oh, the sport. I thought you meant wanking two fellas at once. <laughs> no. Uh, you've never been skiing, have you? Well, I haven't wanked two fellas at once. <laughs> One's my limit. <laughs> you've never been skiing, have you? Nah. No, I ain't. Ain't ya? No. Should we go skiing? I don't think we'd be any good at it. No, we'd be shit. Have you ever wanted to go skiing? Not really. No, I've got no fucking interest in it. Right, I think... Why are you scared of danger sports? I'm not. 
I just I think like, if I went to a big hill in and snow, I'd be like sledge, sledge. They're fucking brilliant, aren't they? Sledging. I stand when you can sit. Well, I sit when you can lie. Toboggan. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Let's go tobogganing. <laughs> what? We don't want to skate. <laughs> Could you imagine? No, I'm scared. How ridiculous would you like? looking at toboggan? <laughs> it looked like what you looked like on your BMX when you was 19. <laughs> just fucking massive. <laughs> We'd just get one that's the same size as you, wouldn't you? <laughs> should have got a mountain bike, shouldn't I, really? Yeah, you should have. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Sledging was great, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, did you own a sledge, or did you just old man just build one for you? No, I, I don't. I don't know. No, I, I had a lot of plastic sledge yeah. at one point. Yeah. I, yeah, I because own. my old man nicked a load of fucking like rock salt yeah. grit, grit from like the council had a depot with it all just fucking left there. And my old man loaded up the back of his truck with it. So do you remember me and you went out and cleared drives down your road? Because people, you'd knock and say, can we clear your drive for 50p? And people would go like, no, you're all right. And uh, we, we took a sledge with rock salt That's on right. And we'd load it off the back of my old man's truck. And when you go like, they, they go like, no, you're all right. And we're like, we've got salt. People would be like, yeah. And so you clear the drive, put a bit of salt down, fucking made a couple of quid. It's a lot of graft, wasn't it, for not a lot of money? Yeah, it was a lot of graft. Worth it for a Star Wars figure, though. Of course it, it was. Yeah, that was our only Hoth adventure. Uh, right, I'm going to finish. Have you got any sport? I've done all my sport. Okay. Well, Basically, I'm... Kirk Stevens being raped by Bill Werbenick. That was my sport. Well, let's finish on a little game. Uh, I'm going to pick some 80s um, athletes. Yep. Uh, and I want to know uh, when they're at home, with or without their partners, is it porn hub or are they uh, porn snub? Right. Dennis Taylor. See, Dennis Taylor, his glasses were upside down. So I'd imagine that he would like to watch people 69ing uh, Pornhub. Okay. The Crafty Cockney, Eric Bristow. With a nickname like the Crafty Cockney... I'd imagine you'd like to kind of go into a small room in the house, like an ensuite or, or, or a laundry room, and just avail yourself of some real fucking horrible hardcore grot <laughs> on a device. <laughs> but watch it on private mode so you knew that no one would be able to see what you watched. Right. Like, probably just like some middle-aged rotter getting licked out by an Alsatian. Or some fella banging an horse. Pornhub? Hub. Okay. Um, Britain's finest. Lovable Frank Bruno. <sighs> Frank Bruno. In a lot of ways, Frank Bruno, he was a lover, not a fighter. I know, but just imagine he's, he's, just, he's just won the heavyweight championship of the world. He's had people fucking... All over him, he's had like fucking the crowds are all shouting, and then he, all of a sudden, through the crowd, he just hears this chant: "Frank, Frank, have a wank." <laughs> he's given so much for everyone else; they just want him to have a moment to himself. Take a bit back, Frank. So he don't necessarily want to, 
but I would say he probably goes backstage. And would this be in the 80s? So there wouldn't be the internet ready, you know, at your fingertips. San Francisco going top shelf. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, his trainer, Mickey Most, has put one in his bag for him. <laughs> and Frank goes down inside his head bag. He pulls it out. It's Fiesta Reader's Wives. Right. He opens it up. It's some old rotter in her 50s, Pauline from Darlington. <laughs> She's got one leg up on the bath and all her saggy beef curtains are hanging down in all their glory. And you know what I mean, Harry. <laughs> he does the business. Hub. Hub. But only because they, they chanted him into doing it. Tessa Sanderson. Oh, Tessa Sanderson. I never I never really thought of Tessa Sanderson as a very sexual being. But now you mention... Big, big pulling around constantly. Yeah, now you mention it. She's grasping that shaft all day long. So I reckon she gets back to the changing room. She has a shower and, like, in washing herself, she's aroused something in herself. Her nipples start to stand proud. And before you know it, she's got two fingers in that Turkish delight and she's frigging away like a good one to a picture of Fatima Whitbread. Up. Up. See you in February. Bye. Remembering when we were young in the 80s. 